From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, Roger Hoover of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger does a little bit of everything for the network, including women's basketball. When we spoke to him, he was in Greenville, South Carolina, getting set to call the Crimson Tide's action in the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament this season. But he's doing a little bit of everything. Baseball, does some football, does some soccer and other events as well. So we asked Roger Hoover when we spoke, you got to keep up a, a day timer or a reminder on your phone as to what sport you're doing today, Roger. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, it's been a little easier during the pandemic because usually, you know, I would be bouncing all over the place geographically around the South with all the travel and stuff, especially trying to do both men's and women's basketball for a power five school. It's really tough. But, uh, you know, during the pandemic, we had so many remote broadcasts. So it was easier to keep my location now the sport yes changes all the time because you add in some like soccer and volleyball gymnastics assignments i'll randomly get from the sec network uh it can be pretty busy but i love what i do so it's a good problem to have guys good to talk to you good morning good morning uh hey roger help us with show prep real quick right off the top we got kevin fitzpatrick coming up uh next hour was he with myrtle beach until recently what was the last minor league team he was calling or was it go columbia south carolina maybe I be, yeah, I believe it was the Columbia Fireflies, a Columbia new team Fireflies. that just started there. And you can ask him about uh, covering Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow is on one of his first teams there. Ah, man, you're helping us big time. Don't tell him we had to ask you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. And, and until recently, uh, you were down there with the uh, Jumbo Shrimp, right, in Jacksonville? Yeah, I was. I was with. I was the last voice of the Jacksonville Suns because we had a name change uh, before the 2017 season, and the uh, first voice of the Jumbo Shrimp. And as it turned out, I guess the last Southern League broadcaster they'll have. Now those guys made the bump to AAA, so we're certainly excited for uh, all my friends in Jacksonville. But yeah, did, did that job for eight years. Got to do Miami Marlins spring training baseball as a result uh, for four years, and just had a blast. Had a lot of great players that are now uh, in the major leagues doing well, like JT Real Muto, Christian. Yelich, uh, the list goes on and on. So it was a fun, fun ride with Jacksonville. Roger Hoover is our guest. He's part of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. He's going to be covering the women's basketball tournament. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But, Roger, per your background, your career, 
What a great time to be getting SEC Network work. What a great time to be getting a little work up in Knoxville. Also, a ton of work with the Crimson Tide because, man, if you were just minor league baseball last year, you still got a lot of brethren who are still in those ranks. That was tough with COVID and uh, the pandemic shutdown. They, they went without work for a long time. Yeah, they certainly did. And then we got the news even this week that AAA is going to be delayed a month. So you just feel for all of those folks and my uh, former colleagues that are still hoping for their next opportunity to call games and just have fans in the stands because uh, you can't really rely on advertising dollars or TV revenue at all if you're a minor league team. I mean, you just got to have people in the building and spending money buying uh, hot dogs, popcorn and whatever and having a great time. So uh, hopefully everything's coming back to normal very soon for not only us, but especially for the because they're owed a great baseball season after missing out on so much last year. Roger, we're going to talk the women's basketball tournament for the SEC in just a moment, but men's basketball, I just want to say how much I enjoy. You know, Chris and I have been friends for years. Uh, I've always Mm -hmm. admired Chris's basketball calls. You had to fill in for a long time while he was out and did just a marvelous job. I really enjoy, though, the dynamic of having Chris passing, Stipe now doing the uh, rejoins on the scoreboard updates of the other schools, the other scores going on. But the bench reports are written, not, not that you guys were the first to do it, but the, the sink and the pentameter and, and how you guys fit, fit that in is really natural and it's really good information that you're able to deliver during a men's basketball broadcast from the Crimson Tide bench on the radio. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And last year was a great dynamic when Chris came back. You know, they kept me on a few of the early road trips, and I got to sit behind the bench and even uh, listen in on every huddle that the Crimson Tide had. And I learned so much by doing that. And the thing was, I kept doing the reports on the radio, and I basically said whatever Coach Oates said, knowing that I would probably need to sanitize it just a little bit to make sure I'm not giving away <laughs> any secrets or any things they're trying to do uh, on offense or defense. And the thing I realized was, no, most of the time when I'm in the huddle, and the guys are in the huddle uh they're talking about all of those principles of basketball you know making sure we get the offensive rebounds making sure we hustle back to the other end that was mainly it but had a great time getting to do that last year and then this year during the pandemic i'm not right behind the bench but i am uh getting some information from the bench thanks to our sports information director aaron jordan who is in that tier one of the testing protocol he's able to go listen and text it back to me and man we've had a really fun time uh when you mentioned the four of us forming a great college basketball crew. It's kind of fun to be the kid of the group and uh, get to experience, you know, the first SEC championship we've had in a long time. And uh, we just get along so well off air, and then we bring that fun on air. And I think that's what fans love. Beats working for a living, no doubt about it. Uh, Roger, you're in Greenville, South Carolina, for the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament. Before we talk women's hoops, which in the SEC is fantastic, let's talk about the, the, the site and the venue, Greenville, South Carolina, for folks who don't know is an awesome little town, got a great downtown area that, that, that's really awesome with bars and restaurants, et cetera. And is it the, still the Bilo Center that's there in, in, in Greenville? Uh, it was bought out, or the naming rights now belong to a Bon Secours, which is a healthcare company. So yes. it's the Bon Secours uh, Wellness Arena downtown. Okay. But it's still, you know, what was the Bilo Center, and it's a tremendous arena. And my feet always get cold when I uh, step on the floor because underneath there's ice for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, a minor league hockey team. Well, of course it is. Again, <laughs> again, we used to host, uh, and, and still does, I think Greenville will occasionally uh, host the uh, Southern Conference Baseball Tournament. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great, great place, great downtown, and great uh, baseball uh uh, stadium there that's home of the uh, the Greenville 
oh gosh, the name escapes me, but they're they are uh, the drive. There you go. And they have been affiliated with the Red Sox organization yeah. in the past. And I believe they still are. Yeah. I yeah. love Greenville. Um, and it's actually the town I probably know the best outside of Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, and Knoxville in the South, because my wife, who is a Furman alum, uh, after she graduated PT school from Florida when we originally met, she came back here to Greenville because I was still bouncing around between Jacksonville, Alabama, Tennessee, any state where they let me call a game. So she's like, you go do your thing. I'm going to work here for a couple of years while we're engaged. Uh, so I got to spend a lot of time the pandemic shutting down sports i basically lived here yeah. uh, all last summer with her uh getting ready for the wedding but uh, yeah you mentioned it. it's a tremendous downtown uh beautiful falls park on the reef you got the liberty bridge we can go out right on top of this waterfall uh and like it's just clean it's a what every southern city should have is a downtown is what greenville has it's a great place crimson tide women uh getting ready for that sec women's basketball tournament and uh, Michael Casagrande had a really good AL.com article that gave the women a lot of credit they deserve because it, it, it was the first time, oh gosh, I don't know, 43 or 44 years that Alabama can say they swept the Iron Bowl against Auburn in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. Uh, they took two from Auburn this year, so a, a good season. I know they hope uh, for the best now in the postseason. Yeah, it's exciting to see what this group can do because typically teams that win in the postseason have veterans, and Alabama's got three of the best in the SEC in the point guard Jordan Lewis, a great shooting forward in Jasmine Walker, and then an outstanding post player in Ariad Copeland. And you can pretty much all bank on them getting double figures, and for Ariad Copeland and Jasmine Walker, you can almost bank on them getting a double-double each and every time they hit the floor for the Crimson Tide. So they're playing really consistent basketball. They take on a Missouri team that they really beat well earlier in the season to begin conference play. Now, Missouri's a lot better since then, but uh, typically Alabama's had the upper hand in the uh, Missouri matchups the last uh, couple of years, ever since Sophie Cunningham, a really good player, left Missouri. So uh, Alabama's feeling really confident heading into today. Uh, you know, they've had a couple of days to rest and really get uh, charged and ready to go for this opportunity against Missouri. And then you take on the number two seed, South Carolina, tomorrow if Alabama is able to win. But South Carolina won't have its typical home court advantage they typically have here in Greenville. I mean, they are only 90 minutes away from Columbia, but with reduced capacity in the stands, it's going to be that very much more of a neutral site feeling coming up for this game than it typically would have been. And South Carolina is reeling a bit, having lost on Sunday to Texas A&M to lose out on the SEC championships. So either they're going to play really mad and maybe play really well against Alabama or Missouri, or they could still be kind of a little up in that upset range where they let it affect them to another loss. So that's what the hope is for Alabama is the Crimson Tide would love to make it to Saturday of the tournament and just have another exclamation point getting ready for the NCAA tournament, which they should make. Even with a loss coming up today to Missouri, Alabama has been projected as high as a sixth seed, about as low as an eight seed in the tournament. So just to make it to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1999 is a huge accomplishment and step forward for this program. Roger Hoover, the Crimson Tide Sports Network, joining us here on the Press Box. Mike Grace. Uh, J.D. Byers and Chris Stewart rejoins us. Chris, uh, your broadcast partner, kind enough to uh, visit with us from Greenville, South Carolina today. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, uh, Roger uh, is is somebody that I'm going to embarrass him just a little bit, but in a good oh, way. No. Don't, don't panic. Uh, no, <laughs> no fear. Um, last year when I was in the hospital uh, for the, the first two and a half months, I guess, of basketball season, Roger, uh, who was already part of our network, was was thrown into the role of of doing play by play and it's a it's a spot I know that he 
he loved on the one hand, but I also know uh, it, it wasn't the easiest given the circumstances, my illness, and did a not only did he do a great job on the air, but there's nobody that could have handled that with more class, more grace, and more respectfulness than he did me. Uh, was was fantastic and was so happy. And many, many nights I was in the hospital, I would listen to a ball game, hear him do a great job, and, and know that it was in good hands and cut the radio off and then roll back over and go back to, go back to sleep. Um, and then was also very gracious in passing the baton back to me uh, once I was able to come back in January of, of last year. That being said, very selfishly, we were also thrilled we got to keep him and, uh, and, and keep him in the role as our host on our broadcast and, and handle so much of the broadcast, which took a lot off my plate when I needed it last year, but also made the broadcast better by having another voice. You guys all know what that's like. You know, we all, we all love to hear ourselves talk. That's, that's what we do. But we know that the broadcast as a whole is better when we've got more people involved. So that's who, for those that don't know, that's who Roger Hoover is and a dear friend. That's who Roger Hoover is to me. That being said, knucklehead, this has been a fun <laughs> ride. It's been a fun ride to see this team, even though our vantage point and our view for the men's games has been much different than any of us wanted to have. Well, it certainly has been a fun ride, and thank you. That, that was really too kind. I know you've said that to me uh, before on air and off air and other spots, but thank you. That really does mean a lot. And I never really could get too comfortable uh, because, uh, you know, even – getting some travel ready during football season, they'd be like, you didn't book your flight. And I'm like, no, I keep expecting Chris to come back. So uh, certainly was glad when you're able to, able to rejoin us at the start of conference play last year for basketball. And then uh, you guys keeping me around this year, it really has paid off in a championship. I uh, Part of the championship season has been unforgettable. We all had some great photos the other night uh, at Coleman Coliseum with the net behind, well, with the rim behind us, but no net because they had just been cut down by the Crimson Tide. So that was a night I'll never forget and celebration I'll always be proud of. Uh, yeah, this team is playing extremely good basketball. Uh, I think you look at the last two games, they've adopted that motto of we're only taking it one game at a time, as cliched as it sounds at this time of the year. Maybe that's the most important thing for the Crimson Tide is trying to go 1-0 in every matchup. Did that, kind of winning ugly at Mississippi State. Got the offense rolling a little bit better, especially in the first half against Auburn, but it was still the defense that was the difference. And I don't care if Sharif Cooper was playing or not. You hold a Bruce Pearl coach team to 58 points. That's an accomplishment. That's a win. So Alabama can go into Georgia game with a lot of confidence. And then I'm fired up to see what happens for the SEC tournament coming up next week in Nashville. And Chris being here in Greenville, I had dinner with a good friend of mine, uh, Darren Hedrick, the voice of Kentucky. And I said, now remember the last time I went to dinner with an SEC broadcaster the night before an SEC tournament, everything kind of <laughs> hit the fans. So I said, let's yeah. take it easy tonight. But uh, so far, everything has been good because I went out to eat with uh, the voice of the Vols, Bob Kessling in Nashville last year on the Wednesday night before Alabama was going to play on Thursday. And before we got the check, everything changed in sports. So, uh, so far, so good here from Greenville. Nothing <laughs> to report on that end. Hey, it's got to kind of be fast here, and I'm putting you on the spot. But we had story time earlier. We may do it again. Craziest itinerary, like, Eight games in three days, or I had to go through six states in four days. Off the top, what stands out in a story time for Roger Hoover's career that was really crazy and hectic in your travel world calling anything, basketball, baseball, or a combination? 
I think it was last year when I was filling in for Chris, I did a, a ten, I did four states in four days with, I guess it was just two sports, but it, yeah, it was still, I, there were three mediums maybe. So that could kind of work out. I did a television game. Tennessee was at home in Knoxville on the Lady Balls basketball. So I did a game there and then I quickly made it to Rhode Island the next day for a men's basketball for Alabama uh, and then flew back with a team, made it to Starkville for an early morning kickoff uh, where it felt like early morning since I didn't sleep going from Rhode Island uh, to back to Alabama and then finally over to Mississippi. That was a Saturday and then had a women's basketball game the next day. So four states and four days was pretty hectic with all different teams. Uh, But there have been a lot of weeks like that where it's been you know seven days and all of a sudden you got you know 10 11 events and you're traveling to two or three states so i've, I've had some crazy turnarounds especially when i was doing alabama basketball baseball softball plus some marlins spring training in south florida yeah that made it a little tough uh, at this time of the year the last couple of years but it, it's just a blessing i love what i get to do and uh, it's my passion and i do it for free if they love me uh, and we almost do, but all oh, the old, yes. the old, Knox, <laughs> the old Knoxville, Rhode Island, Starkville trip. You probably had to change planes more than once, didn't you? Yeah, certainly did. A uh, one time, you know, a couple of commercial flights, uh, one team charter, uh, and then uh, did the final leg of the Starkville journey with Eli Gold driving, and that was uh, almost the most mm. dangerous part. But I survived <laughs> that as well. Roger Hoover mm. of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Up. Uh, yeah, buddy. Careful. Roger Hoover, Crimson Tide Sports Network, talking with us. We've talked a little bit of everything here, Roger. I want to get to the important stuff. You mentioned dinner last night in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, the establishment you guys visited, do you mind sharing where y'all went to dinner? Yeah, we went to an Italian place called Trio that has okay. some of the best uh, calzones I've ever had. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I had a great uh, Italian meal, again, with my good friend Darren Hedrick, the voice of Kentucky, women's basketball and baseball. Again, one of my old Southern Conference uh, stops. So I got a couple places. If you like a steak, there's a place. That, and again, I don't know what's happened. It's been a few years, and pandemic obviously could change these things, too. It used to be a place that was off uh, off the downtown route. It was one of, near one of the malls called City Range Grill. Okay. They do a, a black and blue is what it's called. It's a blackened filet mignon with a crab cake sitting on top of it and blue cheese dripped all over the top of it. It's fantastic. And if you want just the classic steak, there's a place called Hall's Chop House that used to be I've right been there. there many yeah, times. There Great you place. Go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is the best, man. Well, Roger, again, um, hoping you're in Greenville for a while this weekend, the Crimson Tide with Missouri today. And then if they get past that, they've got the second ranked uh, or second seeded uh, South Carolina Gamecocks, which has been the, the cream of the crop in the SEC the last couple of years. We certainly wish you the best. And again, hope you got a long weekend there in Greenville, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, always willing to come in the press box, no matter where it may be. So this one was a great uh, way to start the day and uh, looking forward to joining you guys again. Roger Hoover of the Crimson Tide Sports Network, our guest on the Press Box podcast. To find our daily radio show, just visit PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're PressBoxRadio1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.